Welcome to Married at the Movies, a podcast where a married couple discuss their often very different takes on movies. I'm Sean. And I'm Monica. And this week, we're going to debut a brand new segment called What'd You Think? Then we're going to review Disney Pixar's Soul, the big Christmas release this year. Uh, So let's get right into it. So now we're going to do our What You Think segment, where we talk about movies that we watched individually without the other person there, because sometimes we do that. (gasps) Gasp! (laughs) Uh, Great, Sean. And mostly because Sean enjoys many more genres of movies than I do. Uh, This is true. I tend to be a little judgmental of descriptions of movies and write them off immediately. This is also very true. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Is it though? I feel like you're missing out on a lot of things. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, you know, life is short. I don't want to waste my time. Wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so you watched uh, Personal History of David Copperfield. Yeah. So what'd you think? Uh, so this is a, essentially, Armando Iannucci, the guy who's responsible for Veep and Death of Stalin, um, doing David Copperfield, the book, as a movie. And I really didn't know anything about you know david copperfield i've never read the book or anything like that it stars dev patel as david copperfield and i really like this movie it's really enjoyable it's uh a little long you know i think it kind of wears out its welcome a little bit in the middle but kind of picks back up towards the end it's um it's really just kind of like a a nice warm movie to watch dev patel is like super watchable and Mm -hmm. You know, it's good. I He's would... definitely watchable. Okay. Well, there's <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's good. There's there's not a lot of negative things to say about it, but it's not like a, you know, must-see mm-hmm. award contender type thing. So then the question is, would I like it? That is a good question, mm-hmm. and I don't honestly think you would. I'm, I'm, I won't be offended. <laughs> I don't. It's it, Like I said, it, it moves a little slow. It kind of meanders, and it's um, very flowery and poetic. And I okay. feel like that's that it can either be cloying or something that you find uh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you personally would just kind of be annoyed by it. Yeah, like, I don't really like too much narration. I'm like, get to the point. Yeah, okay. there was, yeah. There, and there's like... A, there's not a lot of voiceover, but there's like chapter headings where there's a little bit of talky. Don't and love voiceover. Kind of, yeah. I, so, so who would like it? Steer clear. So you'd like this if you like, you know, Armando Iannucci for one. You know, he's got like a speed and kind of a a way that he moves the camera around that um, is very evident in here. And if you like Charles Dickens, I feel like you'll like this movie. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me and just like things that, you know, are are interesting and maybe were afraid of like the Charles Dickens of it all. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good entry point because it doesn't feel like little women or other like Mm -hmm. period pieces. This has like an energy and a modern flair. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So Monica, you watched the rewrite. So what'd you think? I, um, I wish somebody would go back and rewrite this movie. <laughs> wow. That is what we call low-hanging fruit, yes, ladies I know. and gentlemen. Uh, so this uh, this movie is, uh, it stars Hugh Grant, who, you know, normally uh, I, I love. Oh, he's and things. Uh, uh, just so delightfully. He's... Yes. Uh, oh, uh, perplexing. Uh, oh, Sean my. is not no. a fan. Oh. Um, it's uh, Hugh Grant and Marissa Tomei. And I love Marissa Tomei. And I, I enjoy, n- normally enjoy Hugh Grant you know rom-coms uh and it is about 
Hugh Grant is a um, Hollywood writer, but he finds himself jobless. And so they give him a, find him a teaching job at a uh, local, it might even be a a community college. Okay. So, you know, again, the teacher of me gets angry because Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, all we can find for you is this little measly teaching job. Sure. So that irritates me to begin with. So it didn't start off very well for me, (laughs) Uh, which, you know, is just, that's my own problem. But, uh, but it was just, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about it very much. Mm -hmm. Like. You kind of get him sort of realizing some things are more important. But then, like, Marissa Tomei is there, but it's not really, like, a rom-com. Like, they... It just exists. Like, the characters are just there. They don't really, like, move forward. Uh, You don't necessarily... He's not totally likable. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and that doesn't really even change throughout the movie. Okay. Um, So it just... I, there's not really much to say about it. it Interesting. Says, it was rather disappointing. So, so would I like it? You would hate it even okay. more than I did. <laughs> it sounds like I would. Uh, because you dislike Hugh Grant to begin with. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just... Now there is um, a nice... Uh, I wouldn't say cameo, but a small part by um, Allison Janney. And oh. J.K. Simmons even shows up in it. Okay, I love both of those. Um, so Allison Janney plays kind of a different character. Like a really like... Um, prudish type kind of jerky <laughs> like okay. character. Um, so you would like that moment. And Marissa, Mate- Miss Marissa Tomei Marissa is, is nice to look at. Sure. Uh, but no, you would hate this movie. Okay. Yeah. So who would like it? I, that's a great question. <laughs> um, people who like Hugh Grant. Okay. And think he can do no wrong. Okay. Maybe. Fair enough. Otherwise, I think that's my mom? Yes, she might. <laughs> um, like, otherwise, like, I hate to be down on it, but it was just, it was, yeah. I didn't even, like, I could have shut it off halfway through. I didn't even care about how it ended. Wow. Like, it was that. That's rough. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yes. Uh, now, you also watched You Cannot Kill David Arquette. I did yeah. indeed. So what'd you think? So this is a documentary that follows David Arquette around as he tries to get back into professional wrestling. Yes, I said David Arquette tries to get back into professional wrestling. For those that don't know, in the 90s, or sorry, early 2000s, David Arquette actually won the highest championship in WCW. Um, It is often considered like the worst thing to happen to professional wrestling by many fans. It's something that was kind of um, seen as somebody, you know, coming into the sport and disrespecting it. And it's, like, a very big, like, watershed moment in the downfall of WCW. Uh, The movie itself is interesting in that, and wrestling fans out there will know what this means, that it's hard to tell if it's a work or a shoot. Mm -hmm. So in wrestling, things that are, you know, gimmicked or, like, that are supposed to happen are... Mm -hmm called works mm-hmm. right so that's like storylines or you know injuries that aren't actually injuries they're they're works and then a shoot is the opposite of that a shoot is something that's like genuinely happening mm-hmm. right i don't think this film is like real i don't hmm. i don't think it's honest i think uh, a lot of it is contrived gotcha. for narrative and i think that while compelling that took me out of it okay isn't that what wrestling is though yeah, but okay. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. You act like you're surprised at the ending of things when they're all predetermined. I'm not. Well, <laughs> there's a lot that can be surprising in professional okay. wrestling and for myriad reasons. Okay. Uh, good and bad. But no, I think it's it's a little disingenuous in that it's, you know, it, it's masquerading as a documentary, mm-hmm. I think. I, like the way wrestling masquerades as a sport. But again, it's, <laughs> you know that going oh, oh, in. Oh, okay. And this one, I feel like it kind of tries to take itself seriously. Gotcha. And that doesn't work for me. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm. I guess I could ask the question. Yeah. Would I like this? So, like <laughs> is a strong term. Would you be curious about it? And like, would you read maybe like six paragraphs on a Wikipedia page about it? You might if oh, you were okay. bored enough. Okay. But no, no, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. There are deathmatch aspects of it that even I hated. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I, no. if you haven't figured it out already, I greatly dislike wrestling. Yeah. It's one of the few things that we strongly disagree on in It's storytelling, to... folks. Sure. It's the same as watching movies. It yeah, is a storytelling. Sure. All right. Also, you've, you've who... watched movies that are worse than what we have in that's wrestling true. right now. That's true. Um, so what did, uh, I mean, who would like it? Who would like it? Wrestling fans, I think. Uh, certain wrestling fans. Wrestling mm-hmm. fans that aren't too mired in their own, you know, uh, biases mm-hmm. of uh, of what wrestling really is. It, to be honest, it boils down to a love letter to wrestling. David okay. Arquette is a huge fan of wrestling, and he does respect the sport. And I think you see... Uh, the real parts that do come through are the parts where he, you can tell he's regretful of what did happen in the early 2000s because okay. I feel like he kind of had the sport turn its back on him mm-hmm. and then it became like a pain point for him. Gotcha. So people that are into like redemption stories as contrived as they are mm-hmm. and that like and enjoy wrestling and just the curiosities and oddball nature of the stories that come out of it okay yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) you're so biased yes you hum along to certain wrestlers theme songs and their songs are fun yeah that's about it (laughs) anyway you also watched poppy chulo i did so what'd you think it was overall it, it was i'm not sorry i watched it it was an interesting you know, slice of life kind of movie. Uh, this is about a weatherman who uh, is recently coming out of a relationship and he is just longing for human interaction. And he hires uh, like a migrant worker to uh, paint his deck. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where it gets a little weird then. Okay. Uh, he's just like, like... Is this a horror film? Um, it, He gets like... He pretty much like pays him to be his friend, like oh, he okay. he originally is you know to paint his deck, but mm-hmm. he wants to just talk to people. And oh, it, it's important to mention um, the guy that he hires speaks very little English. Okay, so they don't understand each other too much beyond like his high school Spanish and you know stuff that the other guy picked up. Um, and so he you know they go to a. A park together with a lake and they row in a rowboat together no. they go hiking as and, you do yes and at the end of each day he drops off when he pays him his money like he would have been painting his deck interesting so it gets a little creepy at that point okay. um and then it gets just a little bit too like 
come on, like this guy is like super desperate. Mm-hmm. But in the end, um, it it really just is a good um, a good look at how people deal with grief. Okay, you know, so you, I can think like, oh, this is super weird and crazy. Um, but there's there's one line in it. It well, it's actually spoken in Spanish, but when like there somebody's trying to sort of judge this guy and he says like hey you know you do you remember what it was like to lose somebody that you loved mm. and it's sort of like okay like everybody deals with grief in their own way Interesting. so it was a nice um it was a nice theme along the way and there the the chemistry of the two of them on screen uh were great i, I didn't really know any of the people matt bomb bomber bomber plays the main guy okay. alejandro patino plays uh, the migrant worker. Okay. Um, so, but I thought they were both really good, and it was a nice. Ultimately, it was a nice story of. <laughs> I don't know if friendships the word because it's sort of like forced. Yeah. I think it's a about connection. just relationships, and even if they're like strangers. Interesting. So. So would I like it? I think you would feel similarly that than I did. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would be sorry that you watched it. Okay. And I think you would have been like, oh, okay, that was you know well written, but I'm not gonna tell you that you should go watch it okay like, it's okay if you miss it mm-hmm. um i think you would have seen like oh, okay yeah that is um i think you would have found it even like more predictable maybe than i did you uh, you tend to figure things out faster eh, than sometimes. i do yeah yeah um but yeah you wouldn't hate it you but i'm not gonna say that you should go watch it okay so who would like it i think People, uh, honestly, people that might be dealing with with grief mm-hmm. in the moment, like it might be um, sort of like an outlet okay. for that. Um, I think if you like the slice of life type of movie, okay. where you know it doesn't necessarily the characters very, aren't extremely developed. Yeah. It's really just about this moment in time where okay. these two people, you know, come together, mm-hmm. and it's ultimately in the end, it's a feel good movie. It's it's sad, but it's hopeful. Nice. So. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Yes. Uh, so you ended up watching more movies than I did in this this time. Yeah, you also watched um, Host. I did. I yes. finally got around to watching this, and I had heard about this movie for... I'm sorry, what? I was going to say, so what you think? Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited by this. Um, this is the movie that you may have heard of that is essentially filmed on Zoom. And, uh, well, I don't know if they actually used, you know, Zoom. I assume mm-hmm. that they had cameras. That Video actually, chat yes, format. But yeah. it is, um, much like Searching was, it is all told through, like, the lens of a Zoom chat. So you're seeing, you know, the windows of each of the characters instead of them actually physically interacting with each other. And it's about this group of friends that gets together over Zoom and has a um, seance right so it is a horror film it is only an hour and like six minutes oh really? it like it just goes as soon as it <laughs> starts it is you know just drop it in there's no like baggage about character or anything at the beginning <laughs> like it just goes and they play with the conventions of zoom and the you know this was all filmed during the pandemic but they they use that all to their advantage to tell this horror story and to um create tension and dread in a really really interesting way like Mm. it is so very 
cool just the way that they i don't know how they filmed it i want to like read as much as i can about the way that they were able to put this film together Mm -hmm. because they get these performances by these people that um i don't know if they're acting off each other at all i don't i don't know if they can see the same room i don't know if they're in the same country some of them Mm -hmm. um are british some of them are not um but yeah, there's just some really amazing, innovative work on display in this movie. Cool. Uh, do you think I would like it? So, I don't know. I think, honestly, it's not like a mindless, stupid slasher film. Mm-hmm. I, I tend not to like horror movies. Yeah. That's why. I but it's also not like a get out or you know something that even you know you watched hereditary or Mm -hmm. uh midsummer with me um it's not exactly like like that like i like Shyamalan and those types yeah it's a little like i hate to say like dumber than those Mm -hmm. but it's a little more you know paranormal Mm -hmm. activity type stuff um i i honestly think that it's not long enough that you would like be bored by it that it and, sounds and really think, interesting actually the I, way you've explained it i think it. the way it's shot and the way it's put together if the you know actual events of the film don't hold your attention mm-hmm. that definitely would yeah and that a different you way can, of storytelling you can absolutely um appreciate what's mm-hmm. going on on screen mm-hmm. i might give it a try so who would like it who would like it horror fans would like it it's i feel like it, it kind of plays on tropes uh especially you know, kind of putting the pandemic isolated spin on them. And uh, just people who who can really appreciate uh, creative problem solving when it comes to filmmaking. There you go. Yeah, I, 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 if you, like, hate horror, hate jump scares, and, like, don't do that, avoid it. But mm-hmm. if you like movies that take chances and that look different and do different things, check it out because it's totally worth it. Also, just side note, um, if you're going to watch it, uh, so there's there's a an argument to be made about immersion, and <laughs> I decided to watch this by myself in the basement with noise-canceling headphones on and the projector, so it's very dark and I'm very alone, and <laughs> all I can hear is literally what's going on in the movie, and, you know, it freaked me out maybe a little bit. Um, I was glad it was short because, you know, Monica was still awake and I could just go up and just like have a benign conversation yeah, <laughs> and kind of like come down from it because it, it, it got me wired, man. It It's really, yeah. So watch it like that if you really want to like get <laughs> Freak yourself it. out. <laughs> yeah. It, it's cool. <laughs> but maybe also don't. <laughs> yeah. So that wraps up our first ever What'd You Think segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think? Did you like this segment? Uh, <laughs> it's a little, you know, we, we get to talk about more movies that we see, but there's less back and forth. So True. pros and cons. Let us know what you think in the comments and uh, at gmail.com. Right. At gmail.com? <laughs> no, at our Gmail, which is marriedmoviespodcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yep. So moving on. Mm-hmm. All right. We just finished Soul, which is the newest Disney Pixar film uh, dropped on Christmas Day. Starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey, directed by Pete Docter. So, Monica, let's have it. What do you think? Okay. Well, first of all, it, it looked amazing. Absolutely. Okay. I, I think I can say all the things that I enjoyed about it without any spoilers. My issues with it, I, I don't think can go beyond. We'll have to save that for the for the spoiler section. Okay. Um, 
but it it looked really cool. Uh, what they did with just lines uh, was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. The way and kind You're of talking about the characters, yeah, yeah. Ca- and and just like lighting in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really neat what they did, and they just get more and more. I mean, the one scene where he's playing the piano, I, I would believe that they it was a human. You know, the scenes of New York City. Yeah, it looks like it's look. It looks like they put a character inside of. Like mm-hmm. an actual shot of New York City. Like, yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. There that, was a shot of a hospital bed that I swear was just a photo. Yeah. yeah. Like so much of it just looks uh, incredible that, you know, I, with each movie, it just gets mm-hmm. cooler and cooler. And like the concept of, um, you know, this higher place, whatever it might be, and the idea of um, personalities and the ultimate theme was was really great this idea that we have things that spark mm-hmm. j- spark joy or whatever spark <laughs> yes, interest very Marie Kondo. um interest in us but doesn't necessarily have to be connected to a to a purpose for living you know i think a lot of what at least in america you know people say like who are you and usually yeah. we reply with our career yeah yeah you know like i am this and mm-hmm. i think this movie kind of looked at how you know, your, what you enjoy doesn't necessarily have to be your purpose, which your per, your purpose doesn't necessarily have to be your joy. Yeah. Like, um, and that it's not a predetermined, you know, they, they continually bring up the line of like, you were, you were born to be this mm-hmm. and they're sort of debunking that. Like, well, you might've thought you wanted to do this right? and things didn't, didn't work out that way. And that's okay. Yeah. And you discovered something else that can make you happy. This idea that we are only meant to do one thing. Right. We're meant to be here for one purpose. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a beautiful, uh, beautiful theme. Mm-hmm. My, my grievances, I think, <laughs> grievances. are... That's for Festivus. Yes. That, um... And it could be like I in my head as I was watching it, I was comparing it a lot to Inside Out because that's similar. I, I think it's impossible not to, yeah, given it, the the themes and the yeah and like, esoteric nature of it. And Inside Out, I didn't have any questions about the way that they are claiming that our minds work. You yeah. know that we have these four basic emotions mm-hmm. and things trigger and come to those emotions and our brains decide which one of those four and we have these islands of things that make us happy and then the the idea of you know sadness needing joy and joy needing sadness and i could explain what according to pixar like what they're saying i mean obviously scientifically it's not like the (laughs) right you know in this world of yes. what goes because on we know in our brains. You only need anger and confusion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> From the good place. That's what we've learned. Yes. <laughs> um, I think they're five, by the way. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Um, sadness, joy, anger, disgust, fear. Fear. Yeah. No, you're right. If you ask me to explain what the theory of mm-hmm. like how life, of works. how it works, yeah. I cannot answer you. That's fair. I was very confused in many parts. And at the end, I had many questions yeah. about what exactly just happened. Yeah. We can get to that, yeah. you know, in spoilers where we talk about actual plot points. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was enjoyable. I It didn't blow me away. Yeah. 
And yeah. I'm really, by the way, for our listeners, the new thing that we're doing now when we watch these movies is we come right up. I start to say something and Sean says, save it for the podcast. <laughs> save it for the podcast. So usually we can like talk about it beforehand. And some like, I, I'm honest, I was a little scared to talk. <laughs> I think we're going gonna- <laughs> to like fearful right now like we're gonna have a big like the big fight of christmas 2020 when we agreed because i know how much sean loves pixar and yeah. i think sometimes he can have a blinder with when something is pixar or sorkin related that i'm afraid to speak negatively of them <laughs> so like uh what was it charlie wilson's war was one of my lowest rated yes but that was a rewatch uh yeah. i don't know um but i'm just saying with all of our listeners right now i am hearing sean's thoughts for the first time <laughs> right now and i'm sort of on edge as to because if he's about to say that it was amazing and incredible uh we might be arguing for the rest of this podcast <laughs> so go ahead sean Wow, that's like a lot of lead up <laughs> and a lot of pressure, which I think actually kind of uh, is a perfect introduction for <laughs> like my thoughts on the film. Because I, I don't know if it got blown out of proportion in my head or if just expectations were too high or the disappointment of watching Wonder Woman earlier <laughs> yeah. today factored into it at all. But I don't... I didn't love this movie, like, at all. Furious. Christmas is saved. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I see the craft in it. Obviously, mm. like, it, like you said, it looks absolutely spectacular. I see, like, the thoughtfulness mm-hmm. of it and the, like, minor nuggets of, like, the, what I think is ultimately the theme. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive that that's the theme. Though. The one that I was talking about? The, like, you know, the little things and, like, just living and that being, you know, what you're here to yeah, do. Yeah, I think there are times it contradicted itself. It, what, I don't know if it contradicted itself. I just don't know if it laid it bare mm-hmm. enough. I don't I'm, like, really kind of, like, messed up right now because I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't love it. Like, it wasn't, I, it didn't get its hooks in me at all. Mm-hmm. I also there were there were a couple like really really nice scenes in the one part at the end which I don't know we can argue over whether or not it's the climax but <laughs> that was actually really like beautiful yeah I did cry I did uh, cry at one part see I, I didn't I didn't even get worked up the one piano I, part I did like yeah I think we're the same I part. mean I wasn't like it wasn't like tears coming down but I, yeah. I did get like that was be- but the, the music like it was really cool um yeah. I will say as a as a teacher. It was hard. There are parts that were hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought something really cool was going to happen at one point. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes. This is, if this movie goes the way that it that I'm thinking it goes, it's going to be beautiful. Right. And we can talk about that in the spoilers. Maybe yeah. About I have what a I, feeling I, I, what I what thought it was. You're going to say there. Yeah. Because there was a lot in the beginning of like, I wanted to be a famous musician, but I'm just a middle school band director. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... It's hard for me to, you know, like separate that. I am a middle school teacher. So I'm like, I got like super defensive in yeah. my head right away. Yeah. What do you mean just a middle school teacher? Yeah. Like we do a lot of things. But, you know. <laughs> so it was, that was sort of hard, hard for me. But I'm like, okay, but they're, they're going to go somewhere with this. They're not yeah. um, like, I didn't think that they were going to 
totally diss the idea of being a teacher and he was going to yeah. discover. I, I think you ultimately know. they don't. Yeah, no, no, they don't. But I had, there was something in my head that if it had gone a certain way, I would have loved it. Yeah. It might have been a little cliche, mm-hmm. but I would have liked it a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah. That just I, ultimately left me unsatisfied. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. We okay. can kind of get to that. Oh, um, guys. I, I don't know if there's much more to say without getting into like mm-hmm. exactly where we lost the threads. Yeah. I had, uh, I had a question for you that, so we, I did talk about how like the lines and some of the characters are really cool, mm-hmm. but do you think they kind of phoned it in a little bit? I feel like this concept of if it's heaven, if it's purgatory, what it is, it was ultimately just like blobs and lines. Well, hold on. I think you're mischaracterizing what that place was. That was pre-life. That wasn't afterlife. Oh. Because he fell... I guess I'm also confused about how he ended up there then. Sure. And then how people could go back there if it was pre-life. Sure. We can get into yeah. that. And... Okay, but even still. Yeah, so let's get... phoned what in? Like, the visual. No. Okay, because I'm thinking of, like, over the moon. You know, yeah. and like this, these beautiful colors and all. And this was mostly just like blobs. There were a lot of blobby things in Over the Moon, too. Yeah, but there were other like colors and. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like the line characters. Yeah. Like we're like, oh, like couldn't have come up with anything like cooler than that. But no, because see, that is like, that's metaphor, you know? That is like, so. they are literally constructs. And they serve no purpose but to, yeah. like, bind in and, like, create rules. Okay. So... So they don't really have, like, much of a form. Yeah. They don't have substance. They just kind mm-hmm. of guide, which okay. is what lines are. Lines. Okay, that's a know, good point. In art or in, you know, in, like, metaphorically. Yeah, okay. You draw lines around something to box it in. Ah, uh, and there is there is actually a lot of um, box circle, like, imagery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, through a ton this. of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then... And then the blobs are just, you know, unformed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's literally what they are. So no, I don't believe sure. okay. at all that they phoned it in on that. Actually, I really like. No, well, now like when you part. when you explain it that way, it does make more sense. Also, I totally missed, like the pre-life concept. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to like. Well, because then it, because hard, then at the hard end, right into, spo- into spoiler territory that didn't right now. Do that. Let's let's go ahead and yes. hit that. Wow 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 wow. It's spoiler time. <laughs> I feel like each time it's slightly different. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's different. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what are your questions? Like, okay. Let's, let's get into this. So a... you missed the fact that the no. entire time. No. Like I got the idea that the the little blobs are like your personalities that come. But they do they go into newborn babies? Yeah. Well, there was no. Because she goes down and she goes into his body. Right. So how does that happen? But they were, they were going to like a specific place. Like he was already tethered to that body, so they okay. like go, and then she just ends up like but she went hitting with... him instead of like, you know, there's no. I don't. Well, but then they're claiming that this the spark that they get gets them to go to Earth. Mm-hmm. But if they're going into newborn babies, but they're saying, but the spark isn't necessarily the purpose. So no, it's just it's like not. just part of your personality. Mm-hmm. So they're like born in these babies or whatever. Yeah. The spark, like they say at the end, the spark is what tells you you're ready to start living. Yeah. Um, 
okay, that didn't make that was not very clear. I don't think like this idea I of I thought it was pretty. They clear. were like I maybe if I had seen them like going down mm-hmm. and like like wah, a baby like in a hospital or something. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay, the people are born with these personalities okay. or these things. But then I also think that contradicted the fact that like the theme that I thought was later I was mm-hmm. like we're not necessarily born with these like like our personalities are shaped and formed by our experiences and things like that. And they made it like yeah. it was predetermined. No, I think that was intentional though. Okay. Like the entire time you and Joe, you know, by extension, mm-hmm. like the audience there mm-hmm. is thinking that your spark is your purpose. Mm-hmm. And like, this is, you know, what you're meant to do or what, yeah. you know, you were put there to do. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's really just the thing that, keeps you drives like you. yeah okay. keeps you living and like you know gives you the not like the will to live but yeah. like you know the it's the spark yes this is this is not a kids movie <laughs> no not at all i don't think i <laughs> like, don't pixar has been like skirting the edges of yes. kids movies for years and this is just i do not suggest that you watch up. this with your children they I will mean, be very well, confused no that's not true i don't think it's like you know the worst thing to watch oh it was not kids. bad but they're not gonna under like it's i mean it might be like an inside out type you know yeah but inside out makes made it more accessible at least with funny characters yeah, this was funny nice, in the beginning there's a cute cat the cat is pretty funny <laughs> um can well wait i need to talk about the ending first okay so i have more questions okay so she i thought she was going to go into his body no. It was like he's giving her the pat, but just so she can go into anybody's body. So she can go start living. Okay. And then so he was just going to die there by the subway. But then they gave him. Yes. You inspired us. What did he do to inspire them? To give him a second chance. I think. Like sacrifice his past yeah, to her. He was giving, yeah, giving oh. himself up. That That was a little deus ex yeah like yeah i thought he was just going to become like a permanent mentor mm-hmm. in the the you what, what was it the you something yeah and what you seminar the little butter the the helicopter thing mm-hmm. could, she just caught that at the moment that she realized like earth is cool yeah that was the spark that was, was the thing it's like like look at this place like we need to go explore it and okay. go you know like that thing is not going to be in that hall of everything because it Mm -hmm. was also like occupationally focused Mm -hmm. and you know creation focused and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but like those little things those tiny things that she picked up along the way yeah yeah. are enough to like spark someone it's not necessarily okay it's not that makes more sense it's not the helicopter one it was all of those little things that she experienced yeah, but it, that one might have been, like, you okay. know, the cumulative thing that to push it over the edge. Also not made clear to me. Yeah. I was, you're just better at reading some of these movies than <laughs> I am. I don't know. I yeah. I mean, like, I got the, the little things that she picked up. It was about, like, you know, the first time we experience things. Like, life is exciting. Like, mm-hmm. life can be exciting. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, like, purpose-based. I understood right. that. Yeah. But all that other smart stuff you just said, I didn't <laughs> didn't really get. I mean, I could have gotten it completely wrong, but it's just the way I saw it, you know? Yeah. 
Okay, can we talk about what would have made this a good movie for me? Yeah, I assume you're going to say that he realized that his life's purpose was to be a teacher, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but because he looks... And I feel like it was, but they don't... They, like, stopped just short of him saying that. Yeah, well, and he didn't even need to say it, though. But, like, if it... Like, because he, cause he helped her find mm-hmm. her spark. And he has, right. you know, teachers... Uh, he has his students, and he teaches like private lessons yeah. and things like that. So in that moment when he sees, you know, those items, it it would have been like, like to me at the end, he was just like, oh, I'm going to, whatever my life is, you know, I'm going to live it. Yeah. And I think I would have, it didn't have to be stated outright, but like mm-hmm. they kind of did it when they were sort of like flashing back to moments in his life. Yeah. I wish more of those recent moments had been like his moments of mentoring or like mm-hmm. teaching. And it's not just because I'm a teacher. No. Like whatever it might have been. No, like it he, made sense yeah. for that to be a thing. And I think you saw at least one of them mm. with the drummer. It was with the Yeah, one of them. Yeah. But it's like almost like I think it would have been I cool. Think that was Questlove? I oh, could have been. Who played um it was Curly, right? Was the one I'm not sure. Yeah. I like, think it was. If if it had been like okay, his dad, like how how jazz ultimately led him to teaching, like you know his mm-hmm. dad like shows him these things, then he gets the job, and then if it was more of like all the things he accomplished in like mentoring people, like it didn't even have to be just as like a band teacher. If it was like you know, I, I don't know, I thought that's where it was going when yeah. it was like he realized. That, yes, he loves jazz, but his actual gift, mm-hmm. you know, is to mentor others. Yeah. And he helped this lost soul. Nobody could find her spark. Yeah. But he did. Right. And I think, yeah, it was all there. But it, it just wasn't, you know, pushed over the edge. And I think that sums up the movie pretty well for me. It's yeah. like there was all this stuff there, mm-hmm. but it was never made clear to me yeah like and it was hard for me to like pinpoint exactly what the world was and what they were trying to to say yeah i think that's fair and i think and i don't need it i don't need it explicitly said to me sure but yeah it was just you do have to do a little bit of work to to kind of dive into it like again comparing it to inside out like Never, nowhere in the movie do they say like oh depression is something that people go through and it's okay mm-hmm. you know i think the the one line that's going to be the closest to that is when joy says something about like sadness we we need you mm-hmm. and like she kind of says something along the lines of we need sadness to know joy or yeah. the other way around and like that's a little bit maybe more explicit still not quite like in your face yeah, and like yeah. they never actually mention depression mm-hmm. as like a thing, but it's very clear, and I think it's very accessible to children as well. Yeah, where this, I'm not sure what the explicit idea was, and it was not accessible. <laughs> I mean, like you, I, I like to think of myself as an intelligent person who you know, understands literature and yeah. movies well. Yeah, and then you, do. you explained like a bunch of things to me that I did not even think about in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, if that's what they want it to be, then 
If it's this sort yeah, of like I'm, I'm totally fine existential with type that's movie, their thing, you know. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think if there was any other like spoiler type stuff that I need to say, but yeah, I don't know. As I'm talking about it, I kind of like it a little bit more than mm-hmm. you know I did when I just <laughs> came upstairs from the <laughs> from watching it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's it's very. I don't. Know, it's bold to yeah. make this movie as a Pixar movie, and you know people I've, are going to be disappointed. <laughs> I think so, but I, I also think I've seen multiple people already tell me that it's like brilliant, and you know, mm. so which that's a strong word. Yeah, I don't think it's mutually exclusive to say that like you know this can be both brilliant and you know a very impenetrable like mm-hmm. not great kids movie yeah i'm just saying the word brilliant is bold to i i didn't get that i i mean i think there's levels of it yeah. in here it's i mean it's definitely not on the surface no and it's, there are like excellent metaphors mm-hmm. in here and there is ultimately a good and you know hopeful message yeah i definitely liked the message yeah i just think it it also it just wasn't really grabbing me as far as the movement of it like i felt like it was really slow oh that okay yeah you know like it was just it i i wasn't ready for the cat body yeah thing. then it got because like, i got goofy yeah i was not expecting that at all i no. was expecting more you know inside out where it takes place more in mm-hmm. the you know other realm yeah or whatever you want to call it and like when that happened i was like oh is this really the movie that i wanted it to be mm-hmm. and i was like in my head about that for a little bit mm-hmm. Um, ultimately oh. it was all right because it wasn't, you know, the entirety of the movie. Yeah. But. There were some, um, I think one thing that's pretty cool to mention is the diversity of the movie. Sure. And some elements of like black culture that were brought to light, like, the, mm-hmm. the like barber the barbershop. Shop. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's something that, you know, white children like don't grasp, mm-hmm. you know, the idea. And I mean, I, I can't either. I yeah, can't I think, oh, I don't know, but, but I, I do know that that is a big part of culture of black mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. yeah like going to the barber shop or having your specific barber and the um uh the sort of uh like back and forth and um what's the word i'm looking for like banter yeah but like but negative like dissing other people yeah banter. yeah no but there's a word i can't think of it oh, okay um that sarcastic ro- roast, discourse ro- roasting roasting Roast- that's oh, okay. what i was looking for like you know roasting each other and yeah. how it's how it's a a ritual you know, yeah. like in um, in Blackish, they talk about it a lot too. So I think yes. it's cool that they were able to um, show that. Like there weren't very many white characters in this mm-hmm. movie, yeah. and that's pretty cool to you know to see um, to see that. And I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to mention as well. Yeah, and Pixar and Disney as a whole have been getting so much better at that. And mm-hmm. I think the movies, whether or not you like them, are so much better off for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and so I think that is worth mentioning. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that brings us to our ratings, and this yeah. is this is tough. And mm-hmm. like I said, as we talked about it more, as usually happens, you take a position, and I start to try to defend the other side, and then mm-hmm. I, you know, get more entrenched in, yes. in that. View. And you explain so things a little bit better to me. Yeah. So my, I think my initial score has come up a little bit, but I really. I don't know. I don't want to be like too harsh on it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like I think this will be a movie that kind of really grows on me. Probably. Um, 
So I think I'm at a seven. That's where I am. Seven. I was, as we were talking a little bit more, like coming into the conversation in my head, I had seven. Yeah. And some of the stuff you said was like maybe pushing me to an eight. Yeah. But ultimately, I still don't feel, I think, I guess maybe if you take it away from, if it wasn't a Pixar movie, Maybe Mm -hmm. that it, and you talked about in the beginning, like having certain expectations. And I thought the message and the theme was really great in this movie. But what this failed to do, what Inside, when what Inside Out does do, Mm -hmm. is make it accessible for people of many ages. And I don't think this movie is accessible to people under the age of 13. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, and it would be, I'm trying to think of, you know, if we watched it with, um, our nephews and mm-hmm. nieces like how would i like explain succinctly like mm-hmm. what's going on if they were like who's that guy mm-hmm. i'd be like well that's it's a person who's not a person yeah yet. it's their personality before and you're born yeah they're trying to figure out who they're gonna be yeah where if you say explain inside out yeah like well it's there's like five every, emotions and yeah. sometimes we feel these different emotions and it's mm-hmm. all they're all important we need all of them right like boom, boom done yeah. <laughs> yeah so i think that maybe i'm putting too much pressure on pixar to like they're trying something different yeah yeah and i want to try to appreciate that yeah but I, yeah. i'm having a hard time doing it <laughs> i always appreciate that they do it it's just you know the how well did they the do result it? of it and then but i mean Every time they do it, it's better than when they don't. Because oh, like, sure. if you look at um, The Good Dinosaur, like Ooh. that movie is nothing. No. It that's... is bland. Yes. It is like, oh, there's so little in that movie. Yes. Or a lot of people hate on Brave. I like Brave, you know, more than your average person, mm-hmm. but the it's same okay. thing. Yeah. But when they do things like Coco and when they do things mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. and even onward to a certain extent, like Absolutely. it kind of bridges the gap a little bit because there is a lot more there than mm-hmm. just your, you know, brother, buddy. Yeah, no, story. it's great. But yeah, I, I love that they do it. It's just this one, it didn't, it, didn't grab me on mm-hmm. the inside and like you know really like tug at the heartstrings yeah. and I, yeah. I think this was this was a head movie and usually pixar is a like heart a, movie. a heart movie that's a good way to that's a really good way to put it yeah it was yeah it was a unique story mm-hmm. it did have a lot of things to say and but gorgeously rendered yes like the things that they're doing with light and texture mm-hmm. and just oh my goodness it is beautiful it did look really good yeah but I, it yeah. just kind of fell short of um i'm like right on the edge of an eight i mm-hmm. feel like just for the the metaphors alone but yeah. so you just had to dig for those metaphors and just yeah if they were out there a little bit more yeah i don't know that that's just me i don't know mm-hmm. that i just want i i appreciate the movies with a really good message you know for if it's the teacher in me, I don't know, for, for kids to like <laughs> learn can, from. Yeah, something you can actually relate to your students and, you know, teach them something through like the, the story exactly. as, a, as a touch point. Yeah, and yeah. like can show them in my class actually. Sure, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That um, ultimately this just didn't like, hit all the, or tick all, tick all the yes. boxes. <laughs> Paul Hollywood's going to sue us if he ever hears this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is fine with me. No, he doesn't would... have, he hasn't, hasn't bogarted that phrase. People say that. No, I know. Yeah. It was a joke, Monica. All right. 
Yes. Yeah. It was a, kind of like a metaphor. I'm just saying he was an That makes it. you laugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joke's a metaphor that makes you laugh. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TM, Married to the Movie Podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We, so, I think that'll do it yeah. for our sole discussion. Um, let us know what you thought, because I am, like, truly open to hearing everything that everybody else loved and things that we missed or just got completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really... Like, I want to love this movie. And I think over time, maybe I will watch it again. You know, I, I just, right now it's like, it hasn't sunk in and it hasn't, you know, invigorated me like normally, like a Pixar movie will. Yeah. Yeah. We need to let this one simmer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Married Movies Podcast uh, on Instagram and at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you thought. Let, yeah. Like, let us hear. Please help. Yeah. We're on Facebook as well, Married at the Movies. So, yeah, that'll do it, uh, I think, for this week's episode of Married at, at the, the Movies. movies.